While most professionals understand the importance of documenting new, many would rather undergo a root canal than to sit down and produce the necessary documentation. What's more, this issue is becoming increasingly important as new technology is inundating the accounting, finance, and accounts payable space. So when Marie Mills, a nationally recognized documentation expert, agreed to sit down and chat with us specifically about documenting the use of new technology and automation solutions, I was thrilled. Make sure you stick around until the end when she, when she shares some strategies for documenting areas you probably never thought about documenting. And believe me, when you run into trouble, you'll be glad you followed Marie's advice. So, Marie, many of our listeners are getting new technology in their accounts payable function, mostly accounts payable or invoice automation solutions, but also payment solutions and fraud protection, etc., and others. How do you advise them to start the documentation process after the technology has been installed and the service provider has left? It's a great question. I think the the key here is to not wait until after it's fully installed and to not wait until the software people have left. And the reason for that is as you're going through the implementation, things will come up that are really specific to your organization that you're going to want to capture. And you have the people right there while they're doing the implementation helping you through it. So it's much easier to ask them there then at that time and get really good clarification then later, you know, after the implementation is done and they're gone. And, um, you know, to step back just a minute, you know, why do we document things at all? Well, we document them so we know what to do, when to do it, who's going to do it, how to do it. And very importantly, like how we know it's right, how, we're, how we know we've done it right. Right. So keeping that in mind, think about when you're using software and you have fields to enter, you have data entry to do. So one of the things that will happen that I've seen is that, you know, there's a manual that will tell you what this field is for, what that field is for, but your organization may use it in a very specific way. And you're going to want to capture that and make sure that field is filled out consistently because then that data could be used later in a report. And if people are entering, using that field for different things mm -hmm. or in a different way, then you won't get great reporting results. Mm -hmm. And so like an example would be, there's a company name and you have the company in your, you're entering that into the field. But what if the company has multiple locations? Do you choose the main company name or do you choose the company name with the location? And whichever you choose, you just want to make sure everyone's doing it the same way. And that's so, something. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. So when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about uh, one of the things that I always find troublesome with Excel spreadsheets when I'm trying to use them is percentages. Do you put it in as a decimal or do you put right. that can really throw your results? <laughs> it can throw your right. How many to what degree of accuracy do you want to go? And whatever you decide, it's like less important, like what you decide, it's more important that everybody do the same thing. Right, right. 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 And that's what the documentation will help you be very consistent and consistency is going to reduce mistakes and make everything more efficient and, and even something like that. So like a notes field, you often see a notes field mm -hmm. and then people get that and they think, well, there's a field, I better put something in there, but you don't want to waste time right. entering field, entering information there. Nobody's going to read. So the documentation, you know, this could be very brief. It just could be a table that says, here's the field name and here's what goes in it. And as long as people have that guidance, then they're not wasting their time, but they're also putting in information that you want them to put in. <laughs> 
So we, uh, by, just as an aside, we tell people in accounts payable they should they should set up exactly this for when data is being entered, um, it, and it's a great way to weed out duplicates. But I'm off topic. All right, back to you, Marie. Well, so really, I mean, in summary, don't wait. It, and that's always my my uh, advice around any kind of documentation. As soon as there's something worth writing down, don't wait. Start documenting. And I would imagine if you did that, then you get to do it in little pieces instead of sitting there with this whole massive thing to document. It's much, much less overwhelming for sure. Okay. So you've given us already a few tips and tricks. Do you have any others to make this process a little bit easier for our folks? Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I look to the sides, cause I'm kind of looking at my notes because I always need my notes when I'm um, doing this. So yeah. So create a document early, like what I just said, start the documentation process early, bookmark it so you can find that document easily. So make it really easy for you to find it and open it up. And like with all writing, you're capturing the key content first, and then you're going back and organizing and editing it. So don't worry about making it pretty the first time. It's most important just to capture that content. And then also I would say assign one person to be the primary documentation owner. And then they, it, it's their job to capture those details and make sure they get written down and organized. You know, you see, it's like everybody, you know, if you have a good idea, write it down. And then everybody thinks somebody else is doing it. And nobody does it. And nobody does it. And nobody does it. Yeah. Yeah. And then very important, don't document information that already exists. So you have online help, you have knowledge-based information from the software company. Put those links in your documentation, but don't repeat the content from those in the knowledge base on your document. It's a waste of time. Right. And once you take it out of their knowledge base, they may update it, but you're going to have the older version. Right. Yeah. And so you're that's going to remember all the different places you did that. No, no. Mm -mm. So Marie, we've been talking about putting the documentation together, but do you have any tips on how this process can be made easier for those using the documentation? And, and this is a really good point. I'm glad you bring this up because, you know, you can write all day, but if people don't use it right. and it's not easy for them to use, then it's not really useful. Right. So the key, the first thing to usability is to make it easy to find. And I would always include the name of the software in the documentation title so that people can easily find it on a keyword search. It sounds like really like a minor point, but it can really help. So include that software in the, in the document title so that it can find it easy and then make the documentation as easy to read as possible. So you're keep, keeping the language very simple, very basic. I mean, honestly, the, the rule of thumb is right at the fifth grade level. Oh, the fifth grade level. I was fifth grade level. The eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, you don't know what people's backgrounds are or, you know, what their, how much, how big their vocabulary is. English may not be their first language. Mm -hmm. There is no advantage to making the wording complex. There's no advantage to using a big fancy word if you can use a simple word. So keep the language simple. Don't use jargon. Don't use acronyms, you know, anything that confuse people and uh, include context. So don't tell us, you know, do this, you better do that. And don't forget to do this, but also tell them why. Okay. It, it just helps people when they're following directions. Do you advocate them including a table of contents? Yes. If it's long, that's a good question. Uh, if it is long, and I am a strong advocate for short, shorter documents, right? So if it requires a table of contents, I might think, well, maybe it's a little too long. And then instead, I would break it into multiple documents that you can then link to. 
it, this, those shorter documents, even though there may be more of them, are actually easier to yeah. keep up to date and easier to manage. Yeah. And do you advocate like bullet points? Yes. Oh my gosh. I think I always say I was born thinking in bullet points. You know, I always, I think in outlines and bullet points and white space and indents and headers, you know, using style headers to help the eye really visually. Right. No right. follow, follow right. information. I, I used to edit a publication that had uh, contributions made by lawyers, and <laughs> you know I'd get this document, and it would be like these paragraphs would be like, and my eyes would just glaze yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, I also advocate. This is kind of getting more into the details um, beyond what this podcast is about, but using a template, a very basic template that is like context, and then you're process overview and then below that the process details and it just really helps um, keep the information organized and yes. consistent looking so if you're used to looking at a document that's laid out a certain way and then all your documents are laid out that way it's actually much easier for the user right. I would have thought of that but that's a good point so Marie before we get to the part that most people overlook perhaps you could tell the audience a little bit about what you do yeah so I work with businesses. I work with for-profit, non-profit businesses. Uh, I work with academic institutions and I help them ca identify, capture, streamline and document their processes. And oftentimes they're coming to me because they're growing and they're having trouble growing because their processes are not written down and they're not clear. And in order for a process to be clear, it really does need to be written down. Right. And and it's very hard to make a process more efficient if it's not written down. And, right. and the other issue that comes up is that people have been at the company for many years and they do a really good job. And the company, the organization has become very dependent upon them showing up every day for work. And then they give notice. And you've got two or three weeks. And <laughs> I tell you, I have had people just call me like their eyes are bugging out and their chest is tight. And, you know, they're literally in a panic because they know that person is a goldmine of information. It's not written down. And there's, it's going to be very difficult to capture all of it in the two or three weeks remaining. So I always encourage people, that's what start early. Start, start as soon as you need to write something down, start writing it down and, uh, and don't wait. Yeah. yeah, it's really easy though when you're overworked oh, to gosh. push the documentation, uh, and then before you know it, it's two years, and there you go. All right, yeah. um, is there any part of the process that people overlook? Anything that you'd suggest they add? Yeah. So in general, I say what I see often is missing is just like the basic, almost what people would say. Oh, that's common sense, or that's easy. We don't need to write that down, but super useful. Like mm -hmm. in your document find the link to the online help and to the online manual and put that front and center. So it's very easy just to get to it. There's no surf clicking around. And then also think through from a user perspective, how am I using this? Well, what's going to, what am I going to do if something goes wrong? What if the software crashes on me or I get stuck or something happens and to have a pretty simple process that just says, well, step one, first reboot, maybe that's it reboot. And step two, call techni technical support. If you have in-house technical support, then you want to give that contact information. If you want them to actually contact the software technical support, then make that clear. Um, 
which sometimes you don't, right? You don't yeah. want every individual contacting the software tech right, support. Right, so, right. So just be very clear on how you want that to flow. And then this goes back to having one process document owners. You know, really, if, if somebody has a question, if I have a question, mm -hmm. you're probably going to have the same question or a similar question. So as the questions come up, document the question and the answer right. so that people have it as a reference and you don't have to keep reinventing the wheels, so to speak. Yeah. It always reminds me, I know, like as professionals, we always like look at the advanced issues and all this. And I'm always reminded I got an Instant Pot a few years ago as a gift. And I read the documentation and I could not figure out how to, how to use the pot. And the first thing they, they suggested is that you boil a cup of water. And I literally, looking at those directions, I couldn't figure it out. And I got online and I looked for a YouTube, how to boil water in an Instant Pot. And I, there were a number of them, but I couldn't... Um, it was amazing the number of views that these videos had gotten. And so often we focus on the advanced stuff, that yes. the very basic stuff, like how to turn the computer on, uh, you know, yes. you know and, I, and I'm sure you've run into this, where you've had a piece of software and it says click on this, and you can't find where whatever they're telling you to click on is, that yeah. they assume everybody knows. And that's, that's a really big thing, Mary, is it's, you know, people, once you know it, certain information, once you know it, you'll remember it. But if you don't know it, right. It, it it can stop you dead and you're just like, well, why, why didn't they include that? And there is this, um, like this constant awareness you need to have about what if I had never done this before? Right. What do I need to know? What do right. I, because you're always, and this is the key, you're always writing the documentation, not for the person who knows the job really well. You're writing it for the person who doesn't. Yeah. Right. Okay. Failing to produce adequate documentation isn't the only pitfall that accounting, finance, and accounts payable folks fall into when dealing with an automation or technology solution. We recently did a short talk on three other major pitfalls that even the savviest professionals encounter. You can watch it right now using the link that has appeared on your YouTube screen and is in the description. Good luck.